0: I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. You crazy, crazy
1: guy. My eye is bothering me so much.
0: Are my eyes bothering you? No. Okay, because I have fake eyelashes on it.
1: Does your face hurt? It's hurting me right now. killing me. Oh. oh.
0: Then I opened my laptop and I opened up my messages, and the first thing I see is Corey saying, nice butthole. <laughs> because last night... I was upstairs putting the baby to sleep, and then she went to sleep. And the oh. the baby monitor points at our bed normally. So, um were you naked? I was naked one, but I was under the covers so I, after I put her to sleep. And then I was just laying down, but the fan was blowing on me, <laughs> and it was blowing our curtains, and it pissed me off because there was just like street light light coming in. So I <laughs> reached over. <laughs> sprawled completely on all fours by the way just like to reach over and then i realized what was happening and i pulled the blanket over me but uh-huh. not before cory texted nice bottle <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: romance <laughs> romance <laughs> w- what an absolute come on yeah i was like so i didn't mean for that to be come on my knees uh, <laughs> i was
0: like i didn't mean for this to be Your view for the night, Mm -hmm. but also it's a full moon, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Up here.
1: What's
0: What's up, everyone? Hello. Hello. Um. Hi. Hello, everyone. How are we doing? Great.
1: Chill. Just chilling. Sorry, just taking a drink. My eye. My eye is bothering me a (laughs) lot. Well, that's what I was going to tell you about
0: my eyes. Because I asked you if my eyes were bothering you, only because I have these fake eyelashes on, and the one corner keeps coming undone and poking me, and I'm like. Sometimes no. when I see people's fake eyelashes coming out done, I just want to be like oh, No, your it?
1: your winged liner is so thick. Is it? How thick, thick is it? it? That I can't really tell when it is lifting. Yeah. Because it's just so dark that's behind why I, it. That's why I do it like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yeah. No, mine some okay. I used uh, an eyeshadow palette. I have very, very fucking sensitive eyes. And I used an eyeshadow palette yesterday that I haven't used in a really long time. Yeah. And I don't think it's, well, it could be expired, but I don't think that's it. I just think my eyes aren't used to it. Yeah. And so it's just rejecting everything right now. Mm. I keep just pulling stuff out of it. And it's ah. not pink eye. Yeah, it's I know. It's just like, it's just goopies.
0: Yes, I get
1: it. Yeah.
0: I got the goop swirly guys that you just yeah swimming by.
1: Ah! Yeah. I got it. I got the goop. I'm down I got <laughs> Down it. bad with the goop. <laughs> down bad with the goop. Anyway.
0: Um speaking of nothing that has to do with anything, Okay. Just a funny story that I want to tell you about my sweet sweet little baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um she's just really I love the the age that she's in and she I told you earlier that she's doing what no So Noah, I always knew Noah was going to be a funny kid because I feel like there's Like, little kids will do funny things, and then they'll see that you think they're funny, and then they do it, but, like, they don't know. They do it to a point where you're like, yeah, right. Right. Never mind. (laughs) My son, I always said he was, like, gifted with the talent of humor. Forced. Yes, because he will know just the right amount to do it, and then he'll pull it away. He'll be like, no, you don't get it anymore. (laughs) And he, like, I'm like, he knows he's being comedic. I don't, there's just, like, he's got a gift with it. Yep. Well, my daughter, I think, has it as well, because she was just being crazy, crazy girl. We took her out Mm -hmm. to try to get her. Normally, we'll lay with her to try to get her ready for bed. And she was like, no, I'm partying. (laughs) So
1: she was like, get crazy, get wild,
0: wild. (laughs) (laughs) get crazy. (laughs) That's what she was doing, jumping up and down, like having a good time. And then she would stand like this. And fall completely back. <laughs> she just started trust falling. It was so funny because she wasn't just like, ah, trust falling. Yeah. She would stand up, look at me like this and go. And then just <laughs> oh, <falling. God. laughs> give me the most serious, like, what's happening? Could be. Uh, oh. <laughs> like, Here we go. It was so funny that I was crying real tears, like I was laughing Aww. so hard. It was such a beautiful moment because I was like, "This is what I always wanted."
1: Yeah, it's what you thought, like like parenting. parenting was, yeah, because
0: I I've said this before, I think, but the age that she's at now was like about when me and Noah's dad split up for good. Mm-hmm. Like we had been rocky on and off his whole first year but like this age was when it was like I was truly a single you mom. You were
1: on and off rocky before you know it was a thing. <laughs> it was always rocky. <laughs> and the boat was never supposed <laughs> to So,
0: um yeah, th- this age was like when I was doing it all by myself and I would have those moments with mm-hmm. Noah but it was like I never I would always look over like isn't this funny and no one was there to enjoy yeah. it with me. So like the Debbie fact that was. I was Debbie, <laughs> Debbie the ghost Debbie she was <laughs> Debbie always was there. there. It was just beautiful that I could yeah. look over at Corey. We were both like laughing with tears streaming down. I was like, "This is what it's all about." Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's all I wanted to tell you. Just that I think my daughter is a comedic genius. <laughs> I just, I just think she's so funny. Yeah. She will do things. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Yeah. I'm just sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. You think she's yeah, funny, you? but <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> her and Forrest right. together, I bet would be hilarious. No,
1: I want, I want her to come over and play on my mm-hmm. jungle gym, but mm-hmm. you will have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I got to let her get her sea legs a little bit better. Well, I've she got, just started walking. I've got I've got little things she could play on. And yeah. She doesn't have to do the big stuff. Well, you
0: know what else is really beautiful? is like we, uh, me and Corey talked about that she's playing with toys like with a purpose now. She's mm. like stacking blocks. She's mm-hmm. making things. She was like, you know, those toys that have the, it looks like a roller coaster. I have one of them. Yeah. Well, she before she would just fucking smack it. Yeah. And now she's like actually
1: tracing oh, it. It's oh, it's so cute. I'm like, look at her. She's like learning what to do it's yeah we really had a we had a play date last saturday um two actually <gasps> we had my cousin emily come over and she brought her son who is five and then her daughter who is one. Oh wow and um the the little thing we call it the de- like the dentist office toy yes that's it's exactly like, those what are it the is toys that's always at like, a hundred doctor's office 100%. Um, ellie was playing with those while lincoln and Ollie were playing yeah. over on the thing, and Lincoln is like so imaginative, and he wants to make up games, yes. and Ollie doesn't give a fuck about a rule. <laughs> oh, he's like, what? so it, Lincoln was trying to like make up these <laughs> games and do stuff, and Ollie just wanted to be chaotic, and then Lincoln would get so upset because he wasn't listening, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, ah, you're playing with the wrong kid. No, this is not the. <laughs> <you're not laughs> to tell you, he sucks not at this. His vibe, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're trying your best to like make this a thing, but Ollie, he doesn't. He, he just won't. Can't. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's not even listening. He, I'm not sure he's on the same planet as us right now. So I'm so sorry. Speaking so sorry. of that. I'm not sure
0: I was on the same planet as you all last week. <laughs> I would like to formally apologize. What's hysterical? This, this episode now is going to be the biggest like example oh. of duality in this podcast. Between If you listen to the this juxtaposition. one and yep. that one, is going to be very different. Yeah. We are drinking coffee today.
1: Mm-hmm. We are going to have an educational-ish episode. But yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Um, oh, 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 okay. No, you said you weren't on the same planet as us. What was so fucking funny to me is that she was trying to tell me that she didn't feel anything. And I'm like, I just got done editing the podcast and Sunday you would say otherwise. (laughs) And then when I
0: watched it, I was like, I don't remember saying that. Here's the thing, guys. I have to, I have to say this real quick. I don't give a fuck about puzzles that much. Why was I fighting so hard for it? I think
1: I just wanted to play devil's advocate to do it, but I was like, I don't care. Sometimes, I, sometimes I know you like to fight with me just to fight with me. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the sibling in me. Yes. Like, the older sibling just wants I just to fuck with, you. fuck with you. I just want to like disagree to disagree because you know I'll get fired the fuck <laughs> yeah. up and you don't care. That's <laughs> exactly what it was because at the end of it, I was just like, anyways, I'm sleepy. <laughs> I know, and I'm like gonna I fight care. someone. I'm gonna go through a wall right now because I'm so angry about this. When I posted the TikTok about the puzzle game yeah. controversy, controversy debate, <laughs> I so badly wished your mom had TikTok at that moment, and yeah. she would be like, "I never played puzzles with you." She probably would have. Because when I
0: thought about it, I was like, well, "Me, and my mom don't play puzzles." We might have one time in our lives, once. And I held on to that and was like, we do it all the time.
1: (laughs) The amount of people were like, you've said puzzles entirely too many times where it's not real anymore. (laughs) It And then someone was like, well, a Rubik's Cube is a puzzle. And I was like, but... Is is that a game? game Or... Or is it? We or, did or, have. Or, or, or. <laughs> is it a toy? Then now we did have
0: a. I'm going to read this because no, I already I know it. it's a game design person. I, and I, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to read it already because. Um, I want else everybody like, else to know that I've got someone on
1: my. Someone side. was like our escape rooms games because they're also puzzles and i'm like but that's kind of like a race you're racing the clock and also don't ever take me to one of those no, i'm I so no, freaked out my
0: anxiety did you know i i've on this like weird p- portion of tiktok where it's employees of escape rooms and they come in while the people are in the escape rooms and they fuck with shit and they sneak out before anyone sees them and i'm like how often does this happen it's crazy that's horrific to me isn't it Oh no! Okay, okay, ready. Mm-hmm. This says your argument about if a puzzle is a game or not actually relates to a common question asked in game design, which is what makes a game a game.
1: Which is hysterical which is what we to ask, me, kind of. What's funny about that is it makes it sound like the question we asked was intelligent in some kind of way, like
0: it, like it was <laughs> an was intellectual thought. query. <laughs> well, and I, and I blame the gummy. <laughs> the general consensus is that there are five elements of a game system. Conflict, strategy, aesthetics, story, and reward. All games also share in common players, objectives, and a system of rules. Oh, and feedback. So I guess technically because it has all these components, aesthetics being debatable, it should be considered a game
1: signed a game student, des- a game design know. student. Even, I would say other parts of that are debatable as well, yeah. not well, just well, that's aesthetics. the thing, and
0: I don't care enough to debate them. <laughs> that's
1: what I know. Fuck a puzzle. <laughs> Fuck a gummy. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Truly, I'll die on the hill that a puzzle is not a game, and any of you can fight me if you want.
0: The amount that I was listening to myself just talk about the sexual things I was saying, I
1: was like, "See here, oh my quit god, quit it." Well, I-, I went to lunch with my dad, and he was like, "I'm halfway through your drunk podcast," and I was like, what "Don't listen to that one." Don't listen to that one, because all I can hear in my head Suck is, a dick. I could fuck around and come right now. <laughs> you did say that. I feel like sucking a dick today. Oh my God.
0: Someone said they were going to make that, that their ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> today, I feel like, so, something,
1: something. <laughs> I was like, don't do that to me. Why would you do that? <laughs> so anyways. You do, I want I want to hear it.
0: Yeah. Well, so. Um, do you see it? Uh, yeah, I do. Look at it. It came with a vengeance all of that to say that th- that this is not going to be that kind of episode <laughs> whatsoever. So, um but but you also should know that this is not we are not journalists. This is not this mm-hmm. is going to be mildly informative. I hope you get something from it, but at the same time this isn't going to be something you should make a book report on or yeah, tell your Definitely
1: don't use this as some kind of a no.
0: no. Uh, this is just for- <laughs> yeah that part <laughs> <laughs> this is just your friends who think they know some shit talking, talking about, about that shit yeah that you probably don't know about because i did
1: it right and i'm 31 we so. don't know dick about shit we sure also don't. um it is march is women's month women's history month and that's where this came from and so that's how we uh, i wanted to do became, something became upon this
0: topic, yeah, and they're not American women, but th- that's Who cares? also what I think is important because the amount yeah. of history I learned that was just American history, and I didn't know what the fuck happened, especially when you talk about world wars, because it's like that really didn't involve us too terribly much, and I feel like we learned just not as much as we should have about Sorry, this when shit. you said involve us, all I heard was vulva and. <laughs>
1: god damn it Not feel like sucking some dick no i'm kidding i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry You're right no
0: hey and there might be a moment where we make silly jokes like that only because talking about things like this is we're going to be talking about nazi germany and that's a very fucking right. difficult uh to to talk about also let's just get every trigger warning that you can imagine yes is probably going to be touched upon because we're talking about nazis so i mean just understand that i'm not going to give any before they happen just because it's entirely too many i'm sure and it would it would kind of just take away from the story i think Mm -hmm. so just go into this understanding that like you're going to hear some horrible shit probably yeah but you're also going to hear a really inspiring
1: story make a judgment call for yourself
0: yeah because i i think to me at least it's worth the listen because as much as you'd like to shut yourself away from horrible things that happen, and I know I like to all the time, I would just yeah. rather, no, 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 I don't want to hear yep. it. The way that we make sure those don't happen again in the future is by really understanding what the fuck it did to other people when it was happening. And
1: how it's, I saw something the other day, um, and they were discussing that when slavery, quote unquote, ended. Yeah. That people were not like guided to group therapy and help them work through the the horrific thing that they they had been through yeah and so generational trauma has been passed down because this is unresolved shit so when people look around and they're like oh my god that was so long ago it's like it wasn't wasn't. (laughs) generationally wasn't it wasn't no and emotionally like you can't put a time limit on triggers yes and reactive you know responses to things so i feel like i'm not using very specific words at all (laughs) i feel like i'm just you know when uh people go back and forth and they don't actually say anything but they're just they they feel like they're about to start saying something that's what i that's how i feel like i'm talking right now but i think
0: yeah
1: i I think it makes sense to me but i think i know (laughs) what you're trying to say so i don't know if that's helpful well and i also I know that we're going to be talking about, you know, Nazi Germany and there's, there's still so much prejudice now. Yes. It honestly more than ever with yes. all of the laws that are coming in that they don't want to talk about critical race theory. They yes. the they don't say gay bills, yep. the trans rights that are being taken away. So it's, it's important to talk about these things because it's not new. It's not over. Nope. Um, yeah and I think that again, this is in the same lane, but it's kind of a pivot is when we do talk about these things, I don't feel like we normally hear stories from a a femme perspective a hundred percent well, and it's funny to me because we're going to be talking about the Oversteegen
0: sisters mm-hmm. and their friend um okay i I need you to know a ahead of time that these are these women are from the Netherlands, they mm-hmm. are Dutch. This is Dutch. Okay. I'm going to have trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want to say that. I, I listen to so many podcasts. To all our people in the, the Netherlands, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that I would try to say their names correctly. I'm still probably going to fuck it up. I'm so apologetic about that. But okay. Um, hani Scheft, I believe, is their friend. Okay. So, Overseegen Sisters and Hani Scheft. And when you listen to their story, which I'm about to tell you, it is very close to like w- what the movie like Inglorious Bastards. Okay. But that was all, it was like mostly men, correct, in that movie. So it's just crazy to me that like, why weren't we told this story? Because these are young, young teenage girls. Right. That are doing the things that that movie was kind of based around. So. Well, that's fucking dope. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. Hyped on that.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors.
0: Um, okay, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm going to link all of the articles, so I'm not going to go, like, into super detail about them, but we have a Time magazine article, History.com article, a What's Her Name, um, the Resistance, Truth, and Freddie Oversteegen article, uh, Wikipedia, and then there was a book that was written by, um, which I would love to read, I didn't get a chance to, but Sophie Poldermans wrote a book called Seducing and Killing Nazis, Hani, Truce, and Freddie, Dutch Resistance Heroines of World War Two. Hell and yeah. I and I can't wait to read that. Um, I did already order it. And she was a Dutch woman's right advocate, author, and public speaker. And she had known Truce and Freddie Oversteegen for 20 years and worked closely with them as a board member of their foundation that they Is made. Is Freddie, like, a girl's name in this? Yeah. Dutch girl's name yeah I love that isn't it yeah it's really good okay so here we go ready Mm -hmm. we're gonna start off um in the Netherlands in 1923 we have truce over Stegen that's how they said the the, the Dutch people that I heard say it was Mm truce I can't say it the way that they did
1: truce but it's t-r-u-u-s there, When I was learning German, there is a way that you roll your R yes, and it's in the back I of your throat, not with your tongue. And it. I'm so butt shit at it. Yeah,
0: it's not. Yeah. Um, okay. So she was born on August 29th, 1923. And then her sister, Freddie, is born two years later on September 6th, 1925. And they're born in Skoten, Netherlands, which um, later on is called Harlem. So if you hear that, okay. it's the same place. Um, it's a small Dutch village. And Freddie and her sister, Truce... Um, grew up in a city of harlem okay mm-hmm. with a single working class oh. mother so Got th- it. their parents were together when they were born and then they end up i think they all lived on a ship
1: at oh. one point okay very
0: interesting and then um the parents went their separate ways it was mm-hmm. an amicable split but it, it was issues with the dad not working a lot and so he stayed okay the mom took the girls he stayed in the netherlands yeah, but she stayed in the same place, just okay. not on the ship anymore. Got it. So, but but still, they didn't see their dad very much after the split. I don't know why, but that's just what they say. He's on a boat. I guess. Um, <laughs> So, when they leave, um, they move in with their mother to a smaller flat where they sleep on straw mattresses oh that their mother made by hand. Oh, Okay. Their mother considered herself a communist and she taught her daughters the importance of fighting injustice. They spent their childhood doing things like making dolls for the child victims of the Spanish Civil War.
1: Aww. Right?
0: Um, both of their parents were members of the International Red Aid, which was a social service group organized by the Communist International. And basically, that's all about fighting fascism, which yes. is Hitler. We'll yes. see, that, but that's. Because I know when people hear the word communist, communist they're, like, they're like, ah. But yeah, in this time period, it was basically just really anti-fascism. Yes. Which, again, was Hitler's party. Yes. So. Um, their parents divorced. Yep, we got to that part. And Freddie, okay, so at this point, she's living with her mom in these uh-huh. straw mattress things. Freddie was quoted as saying, their mother didn't have much, but was always able to make sure um, that they would figure something out. And that the family was always singing.
1: Oh, Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Like,
0: as someone who was a single mom who was, like, sad about the things that I couldn't provide, knowing that those are what they look back on, it was like, yeah, we didn't have a lot, but we were always singing.
1: Yes. And they were helping people. Yes. I think about that all the time with my kids where I'm like... Worried because every parent's like terrified that they're screwing their kid up. Oh,
0: always! I think that's the mark of a good parent.
1: Fixable ways, yeah. Um, If you worry that you're fucking your kid up, you're probably a good parent. (laughs) But when I hear Forrest get up. And it's like pitch black outside. It is still very much the middle of the night, but he finds a microphone oh. and he comes in the room and he starts singing. Thank you by Alanis. Morissette. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you sweetie, I'm doing something. Absolutely. I'm doing something right. I love that. that. You First of all, that you remember that song. And second of all, that you feel safe enough to do it in the middle of the night <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> into a microphone. Right.
1: <laughs> Truly. Yeah. And, you know, you're not going to get yelled at. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Freddie and Truce grew up witnessing the horrors and the inhumanity of the Nazi Party as it starts making its way out of Germany and around the rest of Europe. Okay, so real mm-hmm. quickly, I'm gonna we're gonna do some quick World
1: War Two <laughs>
0: facts. <laughs> yeah. Knowledge. In case you don't have Cliff any notes. idea. Do you know a lot about World War Two?
1: Um, I know that it was Hitler uh-huh, so what I know were there were Nazis. I know that he was trying to basically conquer Europe, like he wanted yes. to like invade everywhere, yeah,
0: uh, and a lot of it stemmed from what happened during the first first world war, so because the first world war happened um and it was an international conflict that like mm-hmm. rocked and fucked up some parts of Europe, yep. including Germany, the instability then mm-hmm. that was uh, created yep. in Europe basically was. I mean, it was devastating, but it, right. they also, there was a lot of economical and political instability that then allowed it's a breeding ground. these people yeah. to Get come to power, and the the biggest thing that they were able to do was provide a scapegoat, yeah. which was the Jew. It, it started out as Jewish business owners, and then right. it just became Jewish people as a whole, and then right. it became anybody who's different than like white, blonde hair, blue eyed people, yeah. it was just like, if we, oh how nice is that that we have people that we can point to mm-hmm. and say not my fault their fault yep. and as long as we get rid of them we won't have this issue anymore right
1: hmm, hmm.
0: it doesn't sound like that happens anymore right yeah, that no. couldn't possibly be still never heard, happening never heard of that <sighs> so uh that's kind of what happened adolf hitler then was the leader of the nazi party he rearmed the nation and signed strategic treaties uh with italy and japan and, yes, he then started invading the rest of Europe, right. um, Poland, the Nether- the Netherlands, and yeah. just, like, fucking... Yeah. And then Great Britain uh, and France declared war. We ended up coming to help them. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So that's kind of what happened. Um, then you have, you know, obviously, there was concentration camps. And, again, at this point, a lot of people didn't know... There was so much propaganda happening that, like, unless you knew... People who, like, it was so easy to be a middleman person. And this is why we we talk so hard about um, when you have to pick a side, you kind of have to pick a side because it's so easy to be like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's yep. happening. I'm in the middle and it's not affecting me. So I'm going to turn your head. But when you're doing that, you are picking a side. Yes. Because then you're just turning a blind eye to the people who are being murdered, being yes. taken away. And you're like, no, I don't think that's actually what's happening. Indifference
1: helps the oppressor. A hundred percent.
0: Period. Yeah. So that's what was happening here. And um, because of Freddie and Truth, their mom, teaching them the way that they did, they already fucking knew. Yep. This is something we don't stand for. We can't stand for. And if you don't do something to stop it, then you are just as bad as the oppressors. Right. So this just fuels their drive to fight for justice. And through their mother's example, Freddie and Truce learned that if you have to help somebody like refugees, you have to make sacrifices for yourself. Their mother then begins routinely hiding Jewish refugees. Which is super dangerous. So dangerous. If you're caught, you are killed as well. Right. Or taken to camps. Um, so these people are fleeing from Amsterdam and Germany and they start hiding them. Freddie and Truus give up their bedrooms to start housing Jewish families who needed to go into hiding. So in the early 1940s, um, Freddie's 14, Truus is 16. Young, 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 like babies. And they get a visit from the commander of the Harlem Council of Resistance. And he formally invites the family to join in the fight for, for justice. They agree they're
1: like hell yeah what are we gonna do let's do this i love that this man is coming to three women and being like you want to you want to fuck around and find out and not even the mom the two girls yeah. basically
0: because they the sisters agree and they become the first two women to join the then seven person resistance group oh that's gosh. how small it is and yeah. they're like let's do it so this guy basically is saying um he tells them he's going to give them military training this is a quote from Truist. Only later did he tell us what we'd actually have to do. Sabotage bridges and railroad railway lines, right? Like blow them up yep. dynamite and shit and learn to shoot to shoot Nazis. I remember my sister saying, well, that's something I've never done before. Well, 14 years old. But basically, these girls are so young and they all they look younger. So they know like we can use them because no
1: one's going to. Su- yeah, no one
0: suspects women anyways. And definitely not young not girls. children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just want to apologize to everybody about how much I'm touching my fucking eye.
0: <laughs> We're all very aware of it. I know. Okay, okay, here we go. In, in May of 1940, so all this happens mm-hmm. just in time because now the Nazis are invading Netherlands and they begin an occupation to, and that lasted until the end of the war. So they're just right. in there and they fucking stay there. Um, so in response to this, then the girls join their mother and they begin distributing anti-Nazi newspapers and pamphlets for the resistance. We also glued warnings across German posters in the street, calling men to work in Germany. And so they're riding around on these little bikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have these anti Nazi propaganda things underneath in their handbaskets that are covered. And also in their handbaskets are handguns. Oh. Yes. So, um, how badass would you feel? I know. I, but but also you're so young
1: yeah i'd be you,
0: terrified like, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of fucking i don't think responsibility i was gonna
1: say i don't think if you talk to me as a 14 16 year old that i'd be like fuck yeah let's go shoot some nazis honestly not that i wouldn't want them dead but yeah like well and here's blah. i
0: think what gives what gives them the the, the courage to do it so, okay, one of these, the main things they start doing is transporting Jewish families and refugees to hiding spots. And so at one point, Truus was in a boat filled with Jewish children that they were trying to ship out of the area. And the Nazis bombed the boat and all of the children drowned. Oh. So she sees, she's seeing this. Both right. these girls are witnessing fucking horrible, horrible things happening to children. Right. To families, to, you know, to to anybody. I think... Uh, if unless you're just a horrible piece of shit person, any bit of this can cause you to have some kind of a I, I need to do something reaction. Yes. Even if you don't do it, I was gonna say because this is happening for no reason. Feeling like I have to, yeah, yes. to people who don't deserve it. Obviously, right. I mean, especially children, they have no idea what's happening. So, um, I believe that's what kind of gives them the courage to go ahead and match yeah. that brutality a yeah. little bit, um, because they end up doing things like blowing up railways with dynamite they would ride around on their bikes with these handguns and what they would do then is they would either ambush these officers when they were alone and by themselves and shoot them mm-hmm. or they would kind of lure them away where members of the resistance were who would ambush them and kill them wow In mm-hmm. at least one instance true seduced a ss officer into the woods so that someone from the resistance could shoot him as the commander who recruited them had said, Freddie and Truce learned to shoot Nazis too, and the sisters began to go on assassination mis- missions by themselves. Later on, that they gave focused me on killing Ooh. Dutch collaborators who arrested or endangered Jewish refugees and resistance members. So think about, like they know that this is a this is a life or death. Like if you get yeah. caught, you are dead. There is no talking your way out of it. There is yep. no like you. That's it. But from the book seducing and killing nazis this is a quote from truce um while i was biking i saw germans picking up innocent people from the streets putting them against a wall and shooting them i was forced to watch which aroused such an enormous anger in me such a disgust a feeling of dirty bastards you can have any political conviction or be totally against war but at that moment you were just a human being confronted with something very cruel shooting innocent people was murder If you experience something like this, you'll find it justified to act against it. This is a quote, so I'm going to say the quote. I, it describes something very horrific. So if you need to skip forward, go ahead. Once I was confronted with an SS soldier, a Dutch SS soldier even, who was killing a small baby by hitting it against (gasps) a wall. He grabbed the baby and hit it against the wall. The father and the sister had to watch. They were obviously hysterical. The child was dead. I shot that guy right there and then. That wasn't an assignment, but I don't regret it. Yeah. So they just started, I mean, basically they were taking justice into their own hands and fucking, obviously for reasons that.
1: Because they had to. Because they had to. It wasn't like they could rely on someone else. Like no one
0: else was doing it.
1: No one could. Yeah. Because this other country is coming in and they're like, you either agree with this political party or you don't get to exist anymore. Yes. So and no, even even if you did agree with us, if you are a certain kind of person, you still don't get to exist. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so a former researcher at the Netherlands Institute for War, Holocaust and Genocide Studies says, quote, they were unusual. These girls, they were a lot of women involved in the resistance in the Netherlands, but not so much in the way these girls were. There are not that many examples of women who actually shot collaborators themselves. They were young, young girls doing this. And they on these missions, hard. right, Freddie was especially good at following a target or keeping a lookout because she looked even younger. So she's 12, right? 14. I'm sorry. 14. But they say she looked anywhere from 10 to 12 because she would wear her hair in these little braids and, like, just looked yeah. like a very small, young Dutch girl riding around on a little bike with a basket. Like, right. nobody is thinking because obviously at this point, people are starting to catch on. Right. The Officers are getting shot that people. Nobody is suspecting this girl. Hey, guys, we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now, but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Both sisters shot to kill, but they never revealed how many Nazi and Dutch collaborators they assassinated. According to Pleister, this is the guy from that um, study, Mm. Freddie would tell people who asked that she and her sister were soldiers, and soldiers don't say how many people they kill in war. (gasps) So to this God day, nobody. God damn, right? I have so much fucking respect for them. I know. Um, later, though, Truist would say that she paid the price that they all did because it wasn't something they were cocky about, saying, quote, it was tragic, very difficult, and we cried about it every time afterwards. We did not feel like it suited us. It never suits anybody unless they are real criminals, but one loses everything. It poisons the beautiful things in life.
1: oh. That's true, though. Like mm-hmm. at that point, they're like, hey, I don't want to do this. I just but have I, to. I don't have a
0: choice. And even Freddie says in one interview, um, saying sh- she shot a person. Right. She sees him fall to the ground and she has the human impulse to want to go help him afterwards. Right. Being right. like, you do- you- they're not horrible people. So it's not easy for them to do this. Right. They're not psychopaths and people yeah. that are okay. They know exactly the effect of what they're doing and that's why they're okay doing it but at the same time they know these are humans they're people
1: right and it's hard too to think that when you're doing something that is hard that you would that is out of character for you that is not like a normal human behavior I think it would be difficult to look at someone else and assume that their actions are evil and intentional and that they have no remorse so you do have Human empathy for them, but how many of these officers were doing this shit, right? Just because they could, right? And didn't have remorse. Power, di- yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, power very, and it would be very, just being evil, be evil, very people. bizarre to be someone who's kind not matching the energy, because obviously the the officers were doing significantly worse <laughs> or significantly more. Uh-huh. But you know, doing something that's out of character for yourself, but and then, yeah, like how Justice. would you not have? Even if it's the right thing to do doesn't mean it feels good to do it. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, okay, as they get older, then the next plan of the phase begins. So this is what they would do. The Uh sisters would get all dressed up. Uh They'd go out to these bars where German officers hung out, and they would go and flirt with the Nazis. They would lure them out to the woods Uh with promises of la la la, (laughs) And then either member of the resistance would be hiding to kill them, or the women would shoot them themselves right there in the woods
1: couple of black fucking, widows right like oh the, the the guts
0: like the courage and the bravery that all of these things take the confidence yeah it's just like knowing that I can I stumble over my words when I think someone thinks that I'm I don't know like that mm-hmm. if I'm lying about the fact that I didn't eat breakfast that morning or something yes. having to be like uh, it's just it's it's I don't want to say awe-inspiring because it's fucking horrible what happened but it right. is like I can't fathom it. It's yeah. unfathomable. It's,
1: it's impressive in a way that I would never want, want to know to. how to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Or feel like I would want anyone to ever have to figure out how to do. Yes. But that is a skill set. That yeah. That's a soldier.
0: Yes. You're, you
1: you know are. You are. I mean? Yeah. You're like doing a spy. what you need.
0: Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And, like, it's almost like you're suppressing every human emotion you know you right. have to feel because you're like, I have a job and it needs to get done. Yeah. And I'm going to do that job. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So then in the spring of in summer of 1943, so this is um, about two years before the mm-hmm. war ends, another young woman, Hani Schiff, joins the resistance group. So she'd been fighting against the Nazis in the Netherlands herself by stealing id cards for jewish residents so that they could be protected mm. from being sent to concentration camps because if you had an id that said i'm whatever yeah. then they can't take you away and that's what right. she was doing was kind of forging and um getting these ids to these people Can you
1: imagine how fucking stupid that is what that they
0: have to have an id yes Well, the whole fucking thing this is this card says that i'm not what you think i am so yeah, don't you're not but like what i know it's wild that this even happened in that that it got to as far as it did without anybody i mean people did try to stop it but just like that it was able to even rise to power
1: is bananas, right part of me like it makes me think about the papers please law that we adri- like we mm-hmm. talked like about episode in our one very first episode where there are people in cages right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. like here we children separated from their parents there are children missing mm-hmm. from being in these cages Ugh. and the only reason they were quote unquote allowed to put them in there is because they didn't have papers papers they didn't they don't have citizenship you're quote, a unquote, human aide. being yes quote unquote a card that says you're allowed to be here
0: uh, i don't know how anybody sees that and thinks in any case that that's a like humane or right thing and i don't understand how
1: hearing that you could be someone who could be like well you just gotta understand and you get it's different and here's These why are babies i don't want i don't, don't, don't want to hear your reasoning no. because it makes no sense to me no and that's why i would be luring people into the woods and not be the one <laughs> yes yeah we would be encouraging it yeah um okay
0: so basically what happened was the council of resistance approached honey because they had heard that she had left school because her university was making people sign a pledge of loyalty to the Whoa. Nazi soldiers. Uh, and that's like you had to sign it or you couldn't go to university. And she was like, fuck you guys and I'm not going Suck to school. Fucking education. Yeah. And she left. So the resistance hears that and they're like, hey, we have a, something that you could do yeah. if, you, if you would like to. So together, Freddy, Truce, and Hani successfully assassinate many high-ranking nazi officials so they're all riding ma- they're all doing it together this bike thing okay? i was gonna say i just
1: imagine them all on bikes yep. very um now and then style yeah
0: <laughs> just like with guns yeah yeah but here's the problem okay um eventually officers start catching on and wonder who's behind this and how it can keep happening mm-hmm. and a couple times there were instances where either one like uh, an officer was shot but had somebody with him or Mm. or there's like a way that Mm -hmm. it starts getting around because Hani has red hair and so it starts getting around to the soldiers beware of the girl with the red hair
1: oh fuck yeah Um, why do i have chills i'm not i I know it's (laughs) not me
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh she actually ended up on the nazis most wanted list (gasps) as quote the girl with the red hair and. Adolf Hitler personally ordered her capture. <gasps> I have chills everywhere. I know. Ooh, I just got them and I've fucking been working on this for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So on March Damn. 21st, which is today, by the way, in 1945, I didn't even mean to do this. And when I was putting it all together last night, I was like, again, full body chills when I made that realization. Wait, it's the 22nd. Fuck, really? <laughs> well, maybe that's why, because I was thinking, oh, shit, it's the 21st right now as I was putting it together. Right. Well, now you got to tell me. You have the... You, what's the date? It's the 24th! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm confused. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> well, Maybe that, it was when I... That's hey, the most awkward hey, thing ever. Real real quick, I just want to say, I've had a migraine <laughs> that I'm pretty sure... I'm not kidding. I told Corey that it felt like when people have... Okay, so there's something that happens sometimes when you have a stroke. It's called uh-huh. aphasia, I believe. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry if I'm if that's wrong which yeah, it's would just be just when you can't funny. recall
1: words yeah
0: if it was the wrong thing but i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm not kidding i i don't know if there's like a way i can test for that but i feel like that was happening to me because like in the small doses yeah. obviously not as strong as when someone has a, a stroke but it was happening like i couldn't figure out dates uh-huh i didn't know where are uh, someone asked me what town we were in when i was doing house stuff and i like couldn't think of the name <laughs> the town that i've lived in yeah. forever um, and then when I was at the flower, uh, appointment for the wedding, um, I couldn't think of like the words for flowers that yeah. like are common flower or like the you're words under, for colors. I was, was going to say, I think you're of of under stress. a
1: lot of stress. That's A lot happening. of stress.
0: All right. Anyways. So, so if I get things like that mixed up, I'm sorry. And I actually, this was uh i must have been doing this on the 21st because i remember seeing it and looking at the date and being like it was either
1: the day before okay. or the day of yep. so but i have
0: again i've been working on this for two weeks
1: so yeah, i was gonna say i think the 21st was tuesday that would make sense because i was i
0: was i didn't even nope
1: would have been wednesday
0: yeah i was working at home i'm yep. pretty sure that day okay okay anyways anyways <laughs> Sorry, no, we recorded.
1: yeah i still went home i was working at home oh, that night Okay. Jesus Christ, no one cares. <laughs> okay, it
0: doesn't matter. Anyways, okay, March 21st. This is fucking very sad. Get it together. Uh, 1945. Uh-huh. Honey is riding her bike, transporting underground papers, and she's carrying a pistol in her basket, as they do, when uh-huh. she is stopped by Nazis at a checkpoint. Oh. Because of the warnings of the girl with the red hair, they decide to search her bike. Now, at this point, she had heard of those, and she had dyed her hair black,
1: but it. her roots had started to grow out, oh. so they
0: could see the red hair in her roots. Um, so they start to interrogate her, because they don't know for sure, and they find out that she is who they think she is the woman who has been behind the death uh, the death of many of their high ranking of- officers so she is tortured for a while and then she is executed by firing squad on April 17th 1945 at just 24 years old Fuck. you want to hear something that's even worse mm-hmm. 18 days later, the Netherlands is liberated from the Nazis. Oh no, I know. Isn't that fucking Fuck. horrible? Horrible. That's why you guys gotta do your roots. God damn. And it's <laughs> difficult, I'm yeah, sure. Then it's I can't even keep up with mine now. Oh Jesus. Um That's so sad. That's so fucking so sad. sad. Actually, okay. And now I don't know if this is legit. I read it on two websites, but then I had a third that was kind of like, "There's no actual whatever about yeah. this." But there wasn't a witness that said they heard it. And so, yeah. The first, this is what we know: the first shot that they fired at her missed. It grazed her, so it hit her, but it grazed. She was alive, and there is someone who said they witnessed it and they saw her say, "I shoot better," as <gasps> her last words before she was shot again and killed isn't that Fuck, she's so hard i know god damn i love her i know just such a fucking badass i was
1: gonna say i feel like if you are going to go into this quote unquote line of work like if you're going to commit to doing you this you kind
0: of accept your fate yeah yeah i mean i mean you kind you kind of have to because yep. like i said there couldn't be that like
1: hesitation that fear and if i'm gonna go that's how i'm gonna go like a bad and i I
0: think they were all i think they had all gotten themselves in that mindset that like if we die we know we're dying doing the right thing right and that to me is worth what we're doing and if
1: i can't physically hurt you anymore because you're about to kill me i am gonna hurt your ego one last time before i go (laughs) right
0: right right yeah and like good for her right um, after the war, the remains of 422 members of the resistance were found in the, I think I'm going to say Blumenthal dunes. So basically what they would do is they yep. would shoot these people, just throw them in these fucking dunes. Yep. Okay. 421 men and one woman. Connie Sheft Whoa. I know that almost make that like got me emotional. I don't know why that like yeah. almost did it, but it was just, it just goes to show how many people like. Women were doing the smaller things, but these three women put themselves on the front lines of yes. the battle and were prepared for what that meant. Right. Um, on, no- on November 27th, 1945, Scheft was then reburied in a state funeral at, at the Dutch Honorary Cemetery. Uh, members of the Dutch government and royal family attended, including Queen Wil- Wilhelmina, who called Scheft the symbol of the resistance. Oh! Princess Juliana and her husband, Prince Bernard, were also in attendance. And later as queen, Juliana unveiled a bronze commemorative statue in the Kinau Park near her birthplace in Harlem.
1: Wow, mm-hmm. that's so special. Because like, yeah. yeah, she was only 24, but look at the impact.
0: Yes. Look, look you changed she- the world. Yes, you saved lives. Yeah. So many lives. Honey was one of 95 people to receive the Dutch Cross of Resistance, and General Eisenhower awarded her a Medal of Freedom. A number of schools and streets were named after her, and for her and other resistance heroines, a foundation has been created, the National the National Honey Chef Foundation, and the biography of her life inspired the movie The Girl with the Red Hair. Aww. She is remembered each year. <laughs> and, I cry. know, I know, because it's fucking, I know. She's remembered each year in November during a national event held in her hometown.
1: Well, now I want to watch this movie. I know. I feel
0: like we, I, I know I want to really bad. And I want to read this book again because it's, it's yeah. just this, this story is incredible. I read a book. Um, it is a fictional book, but it was The
1: Nightingale.
0: Yes. By say, Kristen Hanna.
1: I think we talked about it, didn't we? Because I talked to, to you about, uh, what the heck, Madame Curie? Maybe. That was the Radium Girls that i read that book i did read the radium
0: girls but but the nightingale was a fictional story but it was kind of it almost seems like it was based on these people they don't say that yeah um but it was in france and it was like the story is revolving around sisters Uh who are part of the resistance in their own separate ways um against the nazis and it's just like when you read this anything about world war ii feels like it should just be a horror novel a fictional a novel to know that that happened in real life to right. to people
1: and that there's people who deny that is or try to compare shit uh, like
0: uh, happening uh, to
1: them that is just in, in no way comparable no it's it's so
0: frustrating and there are still people who this happened to who are alive today. Right. It was not even generationally mm-hmm. a long time ago. Like we're talking people are still alive. Right. That we're there for it. So it's just, it's one of those things that I will never, ever, ever be able to wrap my head around. Um. Okay. So truth would go on to speak publicly. Okay. So both of the sisters, Freddie and truth, both obviously dealt with this in their own way. So they're, they're dealing with a lot of PTSD, yeah. with a lot of nightmares, depression, um, all of those things. And so they both kind of went about it in their own way. Uh, Truce would, she became known for her public speaking as well as her artwork, which she did to process what she went through. She also wrote a memoir called Not Then, Not Now, Not Ever. Mm. I know. And then Freddie... Um, She said that the way that she was able to get over it was she just focused on having a family. She got married. She had three kids. She's got four grandkids. Tried to find a
1: way to have a normal life. Yes. And so she just
0: really put all of her time and effort into them. Yeah. None of the three women ever reveal the exact number of Nazi officers they assassinated. Um, And getting, oh, this is a direct quote then by that um, Sophie, the Sophie Poldermans, Mm. the person who wrote the book and getting to know the oversteegans. I also witnessed their own struggles to come to terms with the past. They both suffered from what nowadays would probably be diagnosed as PTSD and severe nightmares, screaming and fighting in their sleep. Mm. Honey chef's letters, as well as testimony from her friends and fellow uh, resistors suggest she also suffered from depression and PTSD during the war prior to her arrest and execution. After the war, both Overstegan sisters fought for recognitions of their resistance work. So there was a point where Freddie was kind of like, I'm putting it behind me. And then around like the 2010s, Uh um, they both were very like, we want to get recognized too. Because Hani was. But they weren't. Right. Um, And so they were kind of fighting for that. Uh, I think
1: it would be kind of hard, especially as people who like you were doing something like we said is so uncharacteristic yeah you probably would want to create some kind of a separation yes to like almost just heal from it to be like i cannot be defined by the actions that. that i felt i had to do yes only to then be like you know what but i did it yeah i
0: did it and and because i did it lives were changed lives yeah. were saved mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: and it deserves recognition because right. maybe it could help someone else have the courage. And I didn't do it for the recognition, but this is the importance of telling the it's story. It's my story. Right. And it needs, it deserves
0: to be told. Right. Um, so, however, during the last couple of years of her life for Freddie, she yearned for more acknowledgement of her role um and this is from sophie it says i remember a surreal discussion between the two sisters where they were quarreling about which one of them shot a particular nazi spy that's such a, I'm sorry. a that's sibling a thing to do. do i i killed him no i i'm killed pretty him. sure i killed him <laughs> yes uh but then in 2014 they both finally received the dutch mobilization war cross and each had a street named after Aww. them So many years after doing their work in the shadows, they were glad for the public recognition. They wanted their stories to be known, to teach people that, as truce put it, even when the work is hard, you must always remain human. Yes. In 2016, Truce passes away at the age of 92 from natural causes. And then two years later, a day before her 93rd birthday, Freddie passes away from natural causes. And that is the story of... Honey Scheft, Freddy and Trust over Stiegen. The teenage trio that took down so many so many high-ranking Nazi officers in World War 2. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? And just when you said we got to do something for women's history, I was like, I have the fucking perfect thing because I yeah. one of the um, I also heard about this first from my favorite murder that mm. was that podcast is where uh, I got some information as well. So that's going to be linked that episode. Yeah. But when I first heard it, I remember being in the shower because that's when I would listen to the podcast. And I was just like, number one, how have I never fucking heard this? Yeah. And Number two, what? Like it was so um yeah. something that I don't know. Again, it's it just sounded like a movie. Like right. it couldn't truly be real and mm-hmm. that the woman surely couldn't still be alive after this many right. years you when they were saying the 2010s i was like what, what? yeah <laughs> what 2018 yeah so it's
1: just um yeah and like there's there's times in like school where entire grades are dedicated to world history yeah and i don't think we ever really talk about things like that definitely not the Netherlands. I don't know shit
0: about the oh, Netherlands. And, I don't and I
1: feel any anything war related that I ever remember was always male, male focused. focused and always. a lot of time it was always like either the man was like put in a a position where he had to like save himself mm-hmm. or it was they were forced into something because it was just like men defend their country. Yep. It was never a woman and it was never i'm gonna put myself i out choose there. to do this yeah,
0: because i i feel like it needs to be done right and i'm gonna do it right it's inspiring on just a thousand different levels yeah of, like anytime i feel like something is hard it's like you know what it probably is hard but is it right is it mm. the right thing mm-hmm. then i then i just do it yeah oh yeah that's that's what i have for you and i hope thank you for doing all of that i hope you enjoyed it i hope that it was enough like i said there's so much more i did not have time to read the full book there was a lot going on in these last two weeks that and (laughs) that's some heavy
1: heavy stuff let me tell
0: you some of the things that i read i didn't even put in there i i I put in those two examples because i i just felt like it was necessary Uh to show like kind of um even though we've all heard the stories of the concentration camps and things yeah i think if you're thinking of nazi anything outside of concentration camps it's almost like it wasn't you don't hear about how bad it was for just civilians to
1: witness yes and like not that it's worse than the people who have to be like it's an in addition in addition to this bad thing These bad things were also Also, happening.
0: And when we're talking about traumatizing people, yeah, you traumatize the people who it happened to, but there's a whole nother secondary level of traumatizing that happened to the people who had to witness all of these things and to see the people who witnessed it and then said, I'm going to fucking do something about this. Absolutely not on my watch. Can this continue?
1: It's just, uh, I think there's something called bystander syndrome Mm -hmm. or something like Mm -hmm. that. Is that what it's I want to talk
0: about that at some point?
1: Yes, it is. But it, that's what it reminds me of is like you feel this. Av- Someone else is going to do it. Yet yeah, this immense amount of trauma and guilt because you haven't done anything, but you are bearing witness yes. to something horrible happening.
0: Yeah. Well, the bystander effect is basically like you see if if there's a crowd of people everyone else will think someone else is going to do something to help. And I actually had this conversation with Corey because um, we just watched a video of a, there was a bus driver who Mm -hmm. had a heart attack as he was driving this bus of kids and his foot is on the gas and they start just like rocketing. And and this kid, he had to be Noah's age or, or like around there runs to the front and starts taking (gasps) the wheel. And like, he's fucking doing shit. And Corey's like, can you believe this? And I'm like, You know, one of the reasons I'm marrying you is because I know Corey would be that type of person. It also probably has to do with the fact that he's a nurse. I've seen him be the type of person where if someone's like in distress, he's the one to step up and try to help. Um, But I don't know that I am. And it's upsetting. I'm trying so hard to become that person. But like. I always question, would I be the person? And I, I
1: don't know that I would. Well, and it's hard. To, I think it's hard to answer that question until you are in a situation yeah. like that, because I'm I'm the I believe that I'm the type of person who would. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I also can't say that because I'm not in the situation. Ha- yeah. Yeah. And I can probably think of several times where I wish I would have done something differently. And yeah, yeah I don't. I want to think that I would be the girl with the red hair. I want to yes. think that I would be a badass. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, sign me up. But would I? Right. Or would I just knowing be like.
0: that it would be like, oh, well, that means that I could die, that I probably will die. There had to be a big portion of their lives where they were almost certain that it was going to happen. So, yeah. like, to go into that knowing this is probably going to end in my death and
1: doing it anyways. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're in a time of war. hmm what are your options right yeah because it it probably already feels like the end anyway anyway, so so you're like like, at least i'm gonna go down swinging exactly Mm -hmm. exactly i love that
0: so if you learned anything um go down swinging go down swinging be the one (laughs) be the one to to put up going down
1: swinging yeah (laughs) exactly yeah
0: well, um, I hope you enjoyed that as much as the silly ones. We do, we aren't just a silly, goofy podcast. Sometimes we want to give you some ener- er, they know. entertainment, but you they know, know, education.
1: We did tell them that we're like trying to have a system, and so we're going <gasps> to do one of these a month. So yeah. this is one of, well, this is the second one. Yeah. Since we've done this. Enjoy. I, I got to go pick my eye. Yep, I'm so gonna, sorry. I got to get- <laughs> go get a patch or something. I was going to say we're coming back and you just have a patch. Oh, seriously, just I, I got to <sighs> go man a ship and get a parrot or something. All yes. right. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> so God. God. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, on that so note, I mean, every time I say that, you were, you've been listening to too many like tough bitches. Now I you know, want to? like fucking hard. I'm like, on let me go people. smoke my cigarette. <laughs> uh okay anyway thanks so so much for hanging out guys um if you are from the netherlands and want to correct sierra on any of the um, please i'm never i'm never <laughs> Names, gonna do it the please. way that you do but i'd love to hear you say but it, if you could if you can teach us how to do the roll that are things in the back of the throat let me know yeah anyway um we love you so much and we'll see you next week all right right. We're out. goodbye <laughs>